guys, welcome back to another episode of the Teacher Cast. My name is Haley. I'm a second year PME student, and hopefully, all things going well, I'll be qualified this summer coming, and I'll have my own classroom come September. Um, if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, I would love for you to go up to the rate button up the top of the screen. Um, please give my podcast a rating and um, I look forward to seeing all the the ratings coming through. On today's episode I'm really happy and have the pleasure of having the company of Fiona Foreman. Uh, Fiona is a big advocate for well-being. Fiona how are you today? Great thanks Haley. <laughs> delighted to be with you so thanks a million. Really appreciate the opportunity to talk about my favourite topic. Yeah actually do you know I've had Sarah Happy Students Happy Teacher come on and talk about well-being and it's probably one of the most popular podcasts. I think well-being is something that's really popular and I know uh, by the time this episode goes live I've had I've had Robbie on the podcast too a positive primary principal who's also a big advocate for you know, teacher well-being, student well-being, a whole school well-being. Um, and I know that's something, because it's in your username, that you're really passionate about well-being. Um, so, Fiona, for anyone who has never come across your page before, has never heard of Fiona Foreman well-being, um, maybe if you'd like to introduce yourself. Great, thanks a million. And again, you know, I know I'm well familiar with the work of, of Sarah and uh, and Robbie. Yeah. Like it's such a lovely community, isn't Absolutely. it? On Instagram, particularly, you know, I love seeing things up and, and hearing people's ideas. And I'm a huge fan of, of both of those and their work. So it's lovely to be <laughs> to be part of that. But uh, yeah, so I'm a former teacher, was teaching for over 30 years. Wow. Always in, tra- yeah, it's hard to believe. I still pinch yeah. myself <laughs> back in the dark days. When I, when I qualified, you won't believe it, Hayley, like SPHE wasn't even on the curriculum. There was oh no God. SBHE. Yeah, um, so and like well being wasn't a word. There wasn't much talk at all about kids' mental health or their emotional. Yeah. But I think I always knew, I think I always knew, like a lot of most teachers do, that it is the most important thing. So I was always doing little bits and pieces on it. Mm-hmm. And then of course SBHE came in, so that was great. But it was always my main interest. And I discovered positive psychology about 12 years ago. Wow. Positive psychology is the science of well-being. So I did a master's in it. Wow. Uh, while I was teaching, it was a bit <laughs> a stressful few years. Yeah. But it was well worth it. I started to kind of bring, as I said, I was so interested in children's well-being because I saw, I knew it was the foundation for everything else. Yeah, absolutely. And when I was learning about it in positive psychology, I was like, wow, this is, this is true. This is like, you know, this kind of stuff I kind of felt now here's the research. So I would be bringing it into my classroom. I'd be doing little activities with them. And then that eventually became, I started to write my programs, Weaving Wellbeing, I think I'm co-author of that. Yeah, uh, I've seen that everywhere. That one. Yeah. yeah, so I could really have taken off. I didn't expect it to. I was literally, oh, I'll put a few little lesson plans together and it did kind of explode. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and, and as a result of that, I have left teaching. Right. only two years ago to go full-time into the well-being work it just got to the stage where I couldn't do both yeah. I had no intention of leaving teaching yeah um, and like just before COVID oh my god the timing was pretty good for me I'd have to say yeah and I, and I was looking at what was ahead oh my god so um I had to kind of make the decision to mm-hmm. go full-time into it I'm so glad that I did because COVID hit then so well-being which always had been like part of you know it was starting to be coming more to the fore mm-hmm it then became a huge priority so like I've just been like you know just crazy busy I can imagine um, doing more writing doing a lot of webinars doing in-school talks for the last two years (laughs) podcast guests yeah so I love talking about it yeah but I'm glad because it's actually from my own experience it's Mm -hmm. not just theory for me yeah so that's why I'm so passionate about it like I have 
done it. You yeah. know, like I do it, I still still do it, you know. So um I, yeah, such an amazing field. I find it interesting that you say, um, you know, when you started teaching that there was no such thing as well-being or SBHE. So like, obviously this was pre-99 um, when the curriculum was redeveloped. So, I mean, what what was it like then? Was there just no <laughs> space for it in the curriculum? Because I know the curriculum is so time-bound. So just like, I find that really interesting just yeah. as a student teacher that's learning about it. I just couldn't imagine you know, having a curriculum with no SBHE, even just looking after your body or, you know, personal safety. Um, I, cu- I can't imagine it, Fiona. Yeah, like, um, I suppose in one way the curriculum was less, it was less intense because yeah. there were kind of fewer subjects. Yeah. Uh, and you were probably, you probably had more flexibility. Mm-hmm. So once you covered the main subjects, you probably did have a lot of flexibility to cover things that you were, you were interested in. And the pace was a lot slower as well. Right. I saw the pace in teaching really, really increasing over, over those years. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, sometimes I say to my, well, I used to say to myself, like, to what purpose, to what end? It's not that like when I was like at a slower pace when I started and doing less paperwork. I don't think it made any difference to the outcomes of the kids to yeah. when I was like running around, running myself ragged, trying to do everything, doing everything, you know, just before I left teaching. I mm-hmm. think we're, we need to stop and ask ourselves, like, why is it getting so intense? Yeah. So even though there was no SPHE, in a way, it was quite a gentler pace. Mm-hmm. So that kind of made up for it. Right. And I would like, you know, just have more like I always loved art and music and you know uh, even you know oral language where you would be talking about feelings and stuff like that mm-hmm. so there was scope right. to do it it just wasn't an actual subject if that makes sense yeah it was just integrated in other it in was other yeah means. but again when you think SPHE is only half an hour a week oh my god oh, I, I know. know that is I think that was changing soon yeah not sure when but like was... I could never do SPHE in half an hour a week yeah that ever. was actually my topic when I was going for the interview for the PME to be accepted you sometimes get a chance in the interview to talk about something and for me it was highlighting the fact that there is only 30 minutes scheduled into the into the curriculum um which is just mad but like that I do think it can be integrated and you can you do have that flexibility and just like what you mentioned there Fiona about you know the curriculum being very more very much more um fast pace I can really it was actually something that I brought up to one of my um my tutors on school placement I just said you know I I I find it hard like even the fact that you know you're not teaching all the subjects of the day so like for example I wasn't teaching SCSE so like and I was on the go back to back lessons and even having the other teacher there in the room who was taking the other uh, lessons like it was so hard to find the time the students are just it's all go 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 so like that I was like one of my things is like how am I going to manage this when I have my own class like you do have to be organized to a certain extent but like that I think it comes hand in hand and I'm sure you totally agree with looking after yourself like you can't pour from an empty cup yeah I love that phrase and it's so true and I think that the that intensity of the school day while it was always there it's definitely got worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. as time has gone on and it's not conducive to teacher well-being no and there is research showing that and yeah. I think maybe in another few years time we'll maybe take teacher well-being a little bit more seriously I don't think it is taken seriously enough at the moment right, yeah. even though there is so much research and I talk about in my webinar is saying that teacher well-being is the foundation for all um all well-being in schools yeah. so you know if you're stressed if you're like you know running around trying to get stuff finished panicky 
you can't really teach to the best of your ability. The kids can't either. Having a calm, kind of relaxed pace is really, really important in the classroom. So what I like had to learn over the hard way over the years was like just had to let go of some, some things. And like I never had a day teaching where I got everything done that was on my list. Mm-hmm. And I had to make my peace with that. Yeah. Because I knew, like, talk about the greater good. I knew mm-hmm. the greater good was that I was intact at the end of the day, but I felt calm, I felt happy, the kids weren't stre- you know, stressed. And if, if, you know, if I didn't get, you know, my Irish spellings corrected or, you know, a little story read, that had to be like, what had to give, something mm-hmm. has to give. So I think it's up to you as a teacher to say to yourself, okay, I'm committed to my well-being. I'm committed to this like atmosphere that I want to bring with me into the classroom. I want to be like calm. I want to be positive. I want the kids to feel safe and mm-hmm. secure and calm. And, you know, it takes a lot of energy to create that kind of atmosphere. Absolutely. And the intensity of the school day doesn't lend itself to it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's giving yourself permission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't really do it when you're in placement. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm not saying yeah. do it then, but when you have your own class, give yourself permission to say, you know what, like this is the most important thing and um, I'm going to spend time doing it and yeah. making sure that I have to let go of things if I need to, you know? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have to say now, looking back on my first school placement, like let's just take my first school placement because it wasn't as intense as the second one, but I remember it was coming into summertime and um some of my teacher friends they you know they they said Haley, come on you need to come out and we just met for coffee it was a Saturday morning and I'm thinking in the back of my mind it's constant it's like I need to get my plans done I can't act you you you're you're physically relaxing but you're not mentally relaxing and I think I know like obviously school placement is school placement but I really think it can feed into your expectations of yourself. Then when you are a teacher, it's like, okay, it must be like placement, placement, placement. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Like scrutinizing your work, having everything meticulously immaculate. Because I am a perfectionist, Fiona, and I I hold myself to a really high standard. And like, I'm not saying that I don't look after my well-being. I absolutely do. I I, I, I do. I would say I manage my time quite well. I'd be quite an organized person. That's kind of like, um, do your future self a favor and be organized today and set these like systems up. And I know Moontour Cole, Nicole Breen, she's very good for streamlining her life. I was actually at one of her webinars the other night about post-primary, um, uh, parent teacher meetings and tips. And like, I was only saying like her, her, her work like the way she shows it's just so immaculately streamlined and I think it's it's taken away the fuzz I don't really know what I'm getting at here Fiona yeah, but I'm kind of yeah. like <laughs> no I get you Haley. I understand yeah. because like being organized is important and I think you know you have to find out what works for you and mm-hmm. that takes a while yeah and then you have to find out well, well when I, what is the like what is that sweet spot mm. where I'm organized enough now the day is gonna um flow well you can never say it's going to flow well because yeah that's every like day is faster you don't know what how it's going to <laughs> the flow. fire bell might go <laughs> who knows yeah, exactly um but that like that is my kind of optimal level mm-hmm. and then anything more than that you know is that going to come at the expense of my well-being or is it going to come at the expense of me getting a little bit too stressed or not going for my walk or you know not going out with my friends do you know what i mean when is yeah. enough enough because right. i think in teaching like enough is never enough no. like I never got to the stage where I felt, even if something is really well planned yeah. and I felt really happy it never would go the way you wanted it anyway yeah. so it's just kind of letting go of that and finding like sometimes we're our own worst you know uh, critics we judge totally. ourselves so harshly yeah. so when you're not on placement you're not going to be judged 
you know, it's to let go of that and realize like, what's the big picture? What is the big picture here? The big picture is I'm trying to create this, uh, you know, environment that's calm, that's stress-free. Mm-hmm. It won't be stress-free, but as much as possible. Yeah. And, and of course we are the role models for the kids. Mm-hmm. So if we can come in energized and replenished and, you know, organized, of course, yeah. whatever that means to you, it's different for everybody. And I would always say, I mean, we are all, all terrible for comparing ourselves on Instagram in a way shows you all the stuff that everybody else is doing. And it takes a long time to say, that's great, but this is what works for me. Yeah. And I'm going to stick with what actually works for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be prioritizing my well-being because well-being is something that gets like it's the low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that can get knocked off the list very, very quickly. In the, you know, because you can just get bogged down by paperwork and planning and so on. So just be aware, yes, you know, do it, but always be asking yourself, always be reflecting. What mm-hmm. effect is this having on me? Am I feeling happy? Mm-hmm. Uh, am I feeling energized? Am I still having time to do all the other things? Are the or, students actually taking from this? Or is it, yeah, exactly. Or is it like counterproductive? Am I like overdoing it? And I think that's just different for everybody. Yeah. People have different levels of energy. And different people, commitments different commitments exactly I mean I have two kids so I certainly had time when my kids were small where I was like (laughs) you know kind of you know just getting getting on was just getting in and getting it done and getting home and not having much time to think about it and I remember I had a a principal and one of my first principals um was um, a woman and she was obviously you know older and she had I think she had five kids and she said look you're going to be in this for a long time hopefully Mm -hmm. you're going to have lots of periods in your life you know you're young now you're very enthusiastic you have a lot to give Maybe you will have kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, I think I did have kids at that point. I'm getting confused. But she was like, don't, uh, you know, don't judge yourself. Like, you know what I mean? You have more to give at certain times of career than others. Yeah. Um, and then, you will you know, it swings and roundabouts. You'll give it back then mm-hmm. uh, at another time. So I thought that was really lovely that we don't always have to be like, you know, hustling and pushing and trying to, because it's, it's counterproductive. And yeah. I have seen it come into teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel it's up to us as teachers to take a step back why i always go back to the research because the research says that actually kids succeed better even academically not even in terms of um well-being which is what we want Mm -hmm. the reason why well-being is so important is because when kids or teachers have a high sense of well-being they actually are able to achieve better Mm -hmm. so if that's what we want which is what we all want for the kids Mm -hmm. then we have to say well i'm busy but what am i busy doing and is it the right thing to be busy about Mm -hmm. (laughs) i hope that makes sense yeah no it definitely but it's reflecting it's just reflecting yeah, I find it interesting, like just this whole conversation about teacher well-being and that's what this episode is based on. And I know before we clicked record, Fiona, I was telling you about the feature on Spotify. Um, We can add a questions box to listeners. And I suppose we were kind of going back and forth. What kind of question would we ask? And maybe something along the lines of what does teacher well-being mean to you or what do you do for your teacher well-being? And like that, if people have questions about teacher well-being, I'd be more than happy to have another episode with Fiona chatting more about this because I feel like there's a lot to unpack um, on this topic. And particularly for me in my own context, like I'm a a student teacher, I I don't have children, um, I live with my parents, so I'm very supported in that way. I don't I don't cook my dinner. I'm being totally (laughs) honest. I'm spoiled rotten, and my parents will tell you that. Um, And I think particularly online people can compare themselves and think oh well my 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 notes don't look that way or my lesson doesn't go that way and Fiona like 
I don't come onto Instagram and say when I've had a bad day, I probably should more. Um, and I'm sure when I have my own class, I will, because I've seen other teachers, you know, come on and, and share that. And particularly, I'm mentioning Sarah again, would be come straight to mind with how transparent, um, you know, her day to day is. And, you know, I have had tough moments of teaching. I have had my bad days. I have cried you know um experiences have happened and you know things can upset you it might not actually upset you as you're teaching but it could upset you like maybe a story you heard or something happened um or hearing someone else's story you know you have those moments and um I think like that you need to go home and unwind and um, you know you know because um you know it's about the expectations like teaching is a a great job I love just for as long as I did it the best job ever at all levels and I was in special needs at the end I absolutely loved it I got so much from it but the truth is it is very challenging too and you have to go into it with your eyes open and realize that it's not all kind of you know uh you know all fantastic stuff all the time that's a lovely part of it but you also have to be realistic and say do you know what there is there are challenges there and I am going to have days that are going to be very tough and I am going to have to deal with you know strong demands and that's why you have to make sure that you are prioritizing your well-being mm-hmm. because those kind of I love the phrase you can't stop the waves but you can learn to surf you know so you <laughs> have to be ready surf. you know <laughs> yeah I think we're all learning that with COVID yeah but I love that like you know and sometimes Instagram doesn't show you that picture no. and you might think, why am I the only one yeah. dealing with this so I used to, I, a lot of it's to do with the culture of the school too. I, I, again, when I started teaching, I was very lucky. There were older teachers there who were, who were kind of saying, oh my God, I had a bad day or, you know, God, you know, nothing. They're not listening to a word I say. And like, as a young teacher, you'd be looking at them and you'd be saying, grand, okay, you know, but this is okay. If, I, if they're still having bad days and they're teaching that long, yeah. it's okay for me too as well. Totally. But unfortunately, that kind of side is lost. As you said, you're not going to be likely to go on Instagram and, and say yeah. that, but maybe we should do that a bit more. I know. As a class teacher, I always did. Do you know, yeah. I remember one of my last years teaching I had a, a newly qualified teacher right beside me mm-hmm. and like I'd go in tear my hair out saying oh my god just I need to step out of the classroom there for a few minutes yeah just talk to me for five minutes yeah. I just need to, a little you just need a deep, moment deep. yeah so that she saw you don't have to have it all together it's not normal it's it's a job where there's a lot of emotional labor involved you're managing people's emotions you're managing all the needs and demands of the kids so don't yeah. be expecting yourself to um have it all together that pressure is too much absolutely i love the idea of self-compassion that made a huge difference to me yeah. uh, when i started to study my master's self-compassion is a huge part of well-being wow. so it's one of the ones that i brought that i started to bring in straight away the yeah. idea of do you know what um no, i don't have to be that hard on myself do you know i actually don't i do a lot of it with kids as well mm-hmm. like i'm saying what do you say to yourself if things don't go well or if you fail and they'd be so harsh on themselves even mm-hmm. small kids yeah. so we always had that little mantra you know no we're not going to bully ourselves you know we wouldn't let yeah. anybody else bully us so we're not going to bully ourselves so that was like very much well yeah our well-being that i would tap into for the kids and for myself i've seen that in school i've seen that subbing i know fiona we i i always give a brief to my guests on this podcast i haven't even asked one question of the brief yet I'm just so in in the zone right now we're just we're just literally chatting but like that I when you're chatting about um they're uh about you know the the children and how they feel like I've I've already noticed in schools children having negative um talk to themselves oh teacher I can't do this no teacher this is too hard I'm like you need to manifest that you're well able for this do you know and this is huge this is um 
this is something I see all the time. Oh, teacher, I'm not able for that. Oh, teacher, I can't go that fast. Or, you know, you're, and that's something that I'm passionate about for when I have my own classroom. Like, you're well able. You can do whatever you want. And, you know, I'd nearly go as far as sharing my story with the children that I didn't Mm -hmm. get where I wanted to be. Do you know? Oh, Holly, you definitely should because they would definitely resonate with that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But, you know, self-talk, I mean, self-talk obviously a huge part of, of uh, mental well-being, what you're saying to yourself and some and compassion comes in there that mm-hmm. we, you know, we need to be, particularly as teachers, mm-hmm. very realistic and yeah. say to ourselves, you know, what am I saying to myself and how can I, I would always have little self-talk mantras mm-hmm. for myself and for the kids, compassionate self-talk mantras like my best is good enough. I'm always doing my best. Um, I don't need to compare myself to anyone else. We would have these up around the room. Yeah, you know? I have um, the heart affirmations. I'll actually tag them on this uh, episode in the bio. I have um, heart affirmations and my idea of them was to maybe actually get a mirror and bring the mirror into the school yeah. and have it near the door so yeah. when they're lining up and they're leaving the classroom, yeah. they can look in the mirror and say yeah. one of the affirmations. Lovely, I love that. It's so powerful. Yeah, it is. Um, but the, the idea of, it's just um, the idea that, you know, we do put pressure on ourselves to be amazing mm-hmm. and what the self-compassion movement would say take that pressure off yourself mm-hmm. and even say to yourself like one of my mantras and some people found it strange when they come into my room would be you don't have to be amazing I wouldn't have up my wall you're amazing mm-hmm. I would have up you don't have to be amazing yeah everyone's amazing sometimes mm-hmm. but stop trying to be amazing all yeah. the time because that actually so it's a slight difference you know um with self-compassion where you can just say do you know what yes it's okay when we're not amazing. It's okay when we fail. Once we're trying our best. Mm-hmm. And of course, you're talking about growth mindset there as well. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure like there's so much about growth mindset out there mm-hmm. in terms of, uh, you know, the power of yes. I love that. Even yeah. when a child says, I can't do it, you know, just to say you can't do it yet. You yeah. know, that's another lovely kind of display to have yeah. up. But um, self-talk is so, so important. But I just think <laughs> whatever we're doing with the kids, we have to model it for ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? And again, if you make a mistake or if things don't go well with the kids, you know, you can always say, you know what, I'm trying my best. You know, I'm trying my best here. It's not going well. I, yeah, I sometimes we're do all, that. We're all a team. We're all working hard. You know I, what I mean? It's so. funny. I actually sometimes do that if they're not listening or something. I'm like, okay, students, I'm not going to say, you know, students, um, how do you think Miss Myersco feels right now? Sad. Okay, well, why do you think Miss Myersco is sad? Because we're not listening to you. I'm like, exactly. So just have a bit, you know, just have a little think there to yourself. You know, if you were in my shoes, how would you feel? And it's flipping, it's flipping the psychology on the other foot. And they do listen then because they're like, oh, that's I lovely. Cause I don't want to be rude to Miss Myers. You're, you're being open. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? You're being human. You're 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 developing empathy. Mm. You're encouraging them because sometimes they see the teachers like you know if they see you outside school, they're like so shocked because they don't realize, you know, you're a person with a life. Oh my god! <laughs> Robbie shared a great thing about that. He was like, oh, teacher, I I. I saw you at the weekend wearing a tracksuit. <laughs> like, is if they like, don't you know, wear tracksuits. Oh God, you're not like a real human being with, yeah. a, with a life. So when you kind of show that and show that, like, do you know what? Because then it gives them permission. Because mm-hmm. what mental health and well-being is all about just being, having permission to to do our best, to, to yeah. you know, our best is good enough. And totally. to stop judging ourselves so harshly. I think, you know, that has really come into our culture. Very comparative. There's a lot of judgment. Uh, and like teaching maybe for some jobs I don't know what jobs where you could take everything off your to-do list but mm-hmm. as I said it's not going to happen in teaching mm-hmm. so we kind of have to let go of that um that expectation and just say you know that's why I love the idea of setting your intentions 
I love the idea of you set your intentions before you go in for, for the day at all. I, I intend, my intention is to, to do my best, to do my best for the kids, to get all this done. You know, hopefully I'll get my, you know, my display or whatever it is, your to-do list. Yeah. But to detach from the outcome, I always, you know, I found that really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. That maybe none of those things will actually get done. Mm. But my intention was always to get them done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that is actually what I judge myself on, that I was actually doing my best. Yeah. And um I'm showing up. And some days <laughs> some days that's all that yeah. you can actually say. I know. As as a positive is that I showed up, nothing went well. But I'm still I'm I love the idea of reflecting instead of having to be amazing that you're good enough. Mm. Good enough teacher. It's a bit like parenting. I had to learn that too. Mm. You just have to be a good enough parent. A parent a child does not need a parent who's perfect all the time because mm. in fact that puts too much pressure on the child then oh, to be perfect. Totally. Yeah. So a good enough parent makes makes mistakes, you know, does their best and the same with teaching. You yeah. know, so to take that pressure off. Whatever way it works for you, mm-hmm. you know, I found it worked really well for me when I started to just accept that this was um you know, uh, it was unrealistic, a lot of the stuff. And you were talking about the intensity of placement that mm. is unrealistic. Yeah. So just not to carry that into your, your yeah. day-to-day. And everyone says that to me, do you know? Yeah. Um, Fiona, what is positive psychology? I'd love to know positive more. Positive psychology, <laughs> yeah, science of well-being. I only came across about 12 years ago and mm. uh, didn't know. As I said, I was always interested in well-being, mental health. Never knew that there was a science of it. So... Yeah. It's only about 20 years old as a field so it's very much studying uh and again the focus is on the positives rather than the, it's about prevention and promotion rather than cure so i love that as a teacher okay that we can go in there and try and find out well here's the protective factors here's mm. the skills and strategies that we can give to children at a young age and maybe hopefully prevent difficulties later on rather than looking at the difficulties that's not my area mm. there is more about the promotion and the prevention okay. and positive psychology is let's look at people with high levels of well-being people who are resilient like yourself hey the other things you've gone through mm-hmm. like you'd be a great candidate for for positive psychology to <laughs> to be interviewed and say well what helped you Haley? how did you get through those difficult times yeah and then we learn from that and then we try to kind of um, use it ourselves and teach the kids it's so it's it's a really really interesting field wow. which um, I yeah. loved because again it's so so applicable to children and very practical it's very much made up of well-being uh, habits mm-hmm. so it's the field is made up of PPIs positive psychology interventions okay. so they're like the habits that you have every day and again when you think of well-being it can be so like woolly and abstract like what does it really mean going to get a butler's hot chocolate or a (laughs) cappuccino every day that's what got me through it (laughs) that's how i stayed strong like that is one of your well-being habits yeah that's not something you just be uh you know well being's not something we can think about it's something that we need to be doing Mm -hmm. we need to be proactively what i would say to teachers is like brainstorm all of your little self-care habits brainstorm Mm -hmm. all of your uh, little things that you do for yourself every day that make you feel calm uh, positive strong replenished and um, fulfilled make sure you know what they are yeah for one because often we're not even conscious of them we're yeah. not even intentional I'm just and thinking then, of my own here as you're mentioning that thinking thinking of your own. I love yeah. singing in the morning driving to work <laughs> it's lovely and again but don't you think of those things like you think they're kind of by the way you know whereas yeah. when you put well-being first you're like here's the things that make me feel good. Here's the things that give me a high sense of well-being. So I'm going to make sure that they're at the center of my day-to-day life. So yeah. it's just a little shift in awareness. Yeah, It's like you're doing all the things anyway, but just make sure that like they don't get crossed off your list. Mm. I talk about the non-negotiables. I love the idea of 
pick three non-negotiables for yourself every day before mm -hmm. you get out of bed. Once you have your list, like, and obviously I've been studying it for so long, so I have every possible well-being, uh, you know, self-care habit. I'm, I'm very aware of them. Yeah. Um, and pick three every day before you get out of bed. Just say to yourself, well, do you know, I always do my mindfulness even before I get up. And it just gives a lovely positive start to the day. You know, and then you might say to yourself, I'm going to go for my walk at four o'clock. I'm meeting my friend for coffee at half five. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that's non-negotiable. Mm. So now you're thinking of it. That's not something I'll do if I have time for. You have, that's yeah, something yeah. that is not going off the list. Mm. And that made a huge difference to me when I started to do that in my day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. Huge difference to me as a teacher. Because I'd like be that. like happier. Yeah. I'm like, you know... The truth is what kids need is kind of <laughs> happy as much as possible teacher yeah. who's, uh, you know, rested and not, uh, you know, full of stress when they come in the next day. So yeah. by doing that, like I was talking to SNAs during the week and doing a self-care workshop and one of the ladies said uh, it's called wise selfishness. I hadn't heard of that phrase before. Wise selfishness. Wise selfishness. It was like, like perfect. I'm going to have to do my wise selfishness Aww. because by doing it, you, uh, you're, you're, you're better able to, to help others. So I think try your three non-negotiables and I love it's that. different for everybody. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Totally. People like your brother's chocolate. Some people like their run. You wouldn't catch me ever going no, for a run. No, no, no. <laughs> oh my God. I wouldn't even get down the road. I'd be, I'd be no. already gasping for air. But like that, I, you know, during the lockdown, I can, I'm thinking back to like other things that I used to set myself up for and you know people do ask like at the end of my podcast I, I generally ask is there a question you have for me and a lot of the time it's like Hayley how do you do it all it's like <laughs> I don't know but I I like that especially I think back to the lockdown where we were at home I was working um in a bank at the time I well after that then I you know I started Hibernia and I got um a digital planner um it's a happy download i got on etsy i'll link it on the, in the bio of this um yeah, thing i it was actually broken down by every half an hour so i would write in where when my webinars would be i would write in like okay well i'm gonna try and like like that you know you're flexible i would aim to be at the desk by at this time i would go for my walk then then i'd have my oh. break and it was breaking it up you know and I was doing that myself this week sure I'm stuck with COVID at the minute while we're yeah. recording this and writing out my little lists of things and like that trying to stick to time bounded stuff you know well, you know you've really hit the nail on the head there because <clears throat> when you're actually scheduling this do you know what I mean mm. and if you don't actually write it down and schedule it likely it is you won't do it yeah so if you can have it on your list somewhere and oh, like yeah. I might have four o'clock walk um, might mean I do it at four o'clock and but it might mean okay four o'clock comes I don't I'm not doing my walk I'm doing a bit of yoga instead mm -hmm. but it's a message to your brain like you're priming your brain that like self-care is as important as everything else on your list totally so half four might be your phone call with somebody and that might have to wait for 10 minutes yeah because your walk or your yoga or <laughs> your podcast listening to yeah. whatever uh, <laughs> yeah. is as important yeah. so I just think it is that mindset and like the fact that you're scheduling it is brilliant yeah because so many of us don't and again I was doing a group working with a group of teachers uh, last week and I asked them to try their non-negotiables and think about what they were doing it was a four-week course hmm. and one of the girls came back this the week after and she said I realized I, I don't have any I don't have any self-care activities I don't do anything for myself I started to write down what I was doing every day and at, at no point was I on my own list 
I, I was doing nothing for myself and she said it was just a big wake-up call wow. so sometimes well-being is just a little wake-up call where you yeah. say this is important yeah looking after myself yeah. um, and again to know the reasons why so that you don't feel guilty teacher mm. guilt is so big as well isn't it yeah oh so to yeah stop feeling guilty and to say no by looking after myself maybe I won't get that lesson done maybe I won't get those copies corrected maybe I will leave early because you know I'm checked in with my energy and I know I don't feel great today so yeah, I'm not going to push myself over that edge I mean I've come close to that plenty of times in mm. the 30 years <laughs> Work, you know what I mean working smarter not harder yeah, especially yeah. like peer peer assessment like correct each other's copies then yeah it's yeah it's a game yeah. changer really like that takes up it takes off so much of your time like it does so, I see like my teaching career at the start was quite slow paced mm-hmm. you know it was enjoyable there was very little paperwork the, the classes were big there wasn't a huge amount of support but I found it very enjoyable mm-hmm. there's very little pressures um then teaching started to change in that middle period where you know uh, paperwork planning I just felt uh, it was getting I was getting like completely bogged down by mm-hmm. that the new language curriculum came in and I remember going to a webinar one day and like people were like nearly crying afterwards. Not a webinar, it was face to face thinking, oh, yeah. how am I going to get the time to do this? Yeah. And I remember thinking, God, something's happening here. And then I started to study positive psychology. So I started to like give myself permission to, to kind of say, no, I'm not going to go down that road. I'm going to just maybe not get everything done and go mm-hmm. back to that slower pace. And because I'd had it, mm-hmm. it was really lucky for me. I was I feel a bit sorrier for teachers who are only starting now in that very intense mm. uh, thing because they don't they don't realise that you don't need that that you know having a slower paced doing less making time for the fun and the laughter and the connection with the kids the relationship the, mo- the most important thing and it's maybe so you know there's things change in education maybe another twenty years we'll <laughs> we'll go back to the way you know yeah. we we'll realise we'll oh my god simpler three sixty uh, spin <laughs> yeah slower pace you yeah. know what about life in general it just doesn't seem to have been translated into teaching and like when you look at what's happening in the UK you know how the system there is just crazy in terms of what teachers are expected to do and teachers yeah. are leaving by the jobs I just I do sometimes worry I think like I, I hope we're not going to go down that road here in Ireland I see I see like the steps are being taken that direction mm-hmm. so that's why I always say to teachers like don't do it you know what I mean just you're careful, you're yeah. the greatest resource we as people are the greatest yeah. resource we ever bring into the classroom so mm-hmm. we really need to mind ourselves mm-hmm. but it's hard in a system that is 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 getting more intense over mm-hmm. the years but absolutely yeah. i mean i know we mentioned yoga walking but what other practical ways can teachers fo- focus on their on their own well-being that you'd recommend well again i'd say do that brainstorm figure out what is it that you, you really like helps you to feel calm and replenished and mm-hmm. um, for me it's mindfulness as i said yoga walking podcasts and um, oh. i love flow flow activities you know flow activities is part of positive psychology as well mm-hmm. the idea of you know whatever gets you into the flow so like you lose all track of time something you really enjoy it might be a hobby or something creative Make i love space creating all resources. those nice little things sorry i love creating resources people are like hey do you have the time because like i'd actually yeah. rather sit there and mess around with yeah. you know powerpoint than yeah. watch well, a movie i've discovered canva now so oh, that's yeah. my latest addiction for my powerpoint but it, i always think this is very creative and i'm enjoying it mm. do you know what i mean so it's different for everybody as i totally. said yeah you know but find out what those things are you mm-hmm. know uh journaling for some people 
uh, little gratitude, uh, writing a gratitude diary. I love going uh, for a drive. Come for a drive, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah I know, I, like the price of petrol has gone through the roof, but it's, it's worth yeah. it's worth it. I I yeah. love I love just driving on the motorway, listening to my tunes. Uh, it's okay. just great. It's lots of freedom. Yeah, or, or even just going around the shops. I love window shopping. I love going yeah. into Zara, especially the yeah. new Zara in Liffey Valley. It's fabulous. Oh, I went into town yesterday. Um, hadn't been into town since before Christmas. Yeah. We went to see a movie. We went to see Belfast, and it was such a treat. Oh, yeah. To go in the afternoon. I haven't see been it. to the cinema in ages. And I had loads to be doing, but I was like, no, this is my non-negotiable. I'm going in there today, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm able to lose that guilt. But also, <clears throat> in terms of your classroom practice, to also bring that positivity into your classroom, that shouldn't just mm-hmm. be after school that you do all that. That inside school, if you love, or I loved doing art. So, yeah. I love doing it in creative. I'll be that teacher. <laughs> yeah. I'll be bringing and them down. Sure that. Um, I always had time for those things. We always did mindfulness every day. That made a yeah. big difference to me when I started to introduce mindfulness with the kids. And on a on a busy day, um, I'd always be tempted. Like, oh, do you have my time for mindfulness now? And like for me, with all the research behind me about mindfulness, yeah. mindfulness practitioner, and then to still have that, like, have I got time for mindfulness? That shows you the pressure of the curriculum. Totally. Do you know? And then I would yeah. always say to myself no mindfulness is more important now than anything else that I could be doing so I'd always allow it but to just make sure you have lots of little things uh, during the day that you're enjoying that play to your own strengths Mm -hmm. so if you're if you like music or drama or whatever because again the curriculum is can just squeeze I think sometimes the 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 nice stuff out (laughs) yeah I can imagine like bringing the students like if there's a computer room and like showing them how to make powerpoints i like that to me now is just yeah. incredible their skills that they can then go into secondary school and i was yeah. saying i don't know whether we were recording when i said this but i love the senior classes and i have infants on my next placement and i could be i could be persuaded yeah. the other way but you know yeah. with my experience with the girl guides and everything like i just love i had my fourth class on my first placement sixth class on my second placement i just love the senior classes yeah. and you know i would have always been like you know prior to starting teaching like, oh my god would I be able for like their Irish and maths but like yeah yeah are like they're children like and it's it's so fun but yeah I'm, I'd love to even like get into like teaching them how to code on scratch um I'm really into all that and I'd love to upskill in that after you know I finish my master's um actually the, in the, one of the schools I was subbing in before Christmas they had um, a coding company come in and teach them and I was chatting to the guy and he was like oh we'd love to have you like even like as like a summer job or like a after school job um I love all that oh yeah my son does that my son is studying engineering yeah. and he uh, works for um, one of those coding schools yeah so uh, he teaches the coding online to kids yeah. and like I haven't got a clue with that now but I I was amazed <laughs> like tiny kids on and he's teaching them this, yeah. this all the coding stuff but yeah. like they're just it just shows you how open-minded kids are isn't so they just lap up the new technology I mm-hmm. I agree which though I loved uh fourth fourth was my favorite class yeah uh, and like they, they just have that great and um, they're real open-minded they've still mm-hmm. got positive attitude they're not starting to be too cool for school yet yeah. and yet they can do so much and uh, I was the same you know trying to do, do stuff with them and even in special needs when you say about powerpoints I had special needs for a number of years and you know you take kids and you know kids with special needs they like they have such a deficit-based view of themselves so mm-hmm. like their well-being is often very very uh, low like their self-worth mm-hmm. and actually when you mentioned powerpoints it reminded me that i would always do i would always teach them powerpoint yeah and i would get them to uh, present 
to think of a topic that they had, you know, because they often have their own, you know, interests yeah. uh, that they know loads about. Actually, Kira so, talks about that. She chat about it in her in the podcast episode on practical differentiation. She talked about genius hour. I don't know if you ever heard of Genius Hour. I've heard, but I don't know a lot. Yeah, so for like 10 weeks um, or so, there's an hour given in school where they can work on their project and then like present it at the sure. end. Um, but yeah. it could be, it can, it can be absolutely anything and they have to really research it and present it um, and they become an expert essentially yeah. in that area. It could be in ballet, could be in yeah. plumbing, it could be in yeah. space. Like one of the little fellows I dealt with, he had speech and language difficulties so he wouldn't be ever kind of saying much in the class or putting his hand up, but he had huge knowledge of evolution. Yeah. So he did, like I didn't even know most of myself, so yeah. we would work on the PowerPoint and uh, we had it ready and then when we were ready, we went into the class over like this is over weeks. Yeah. And he and like because he practiced and he was able to say it and he, I gave him my clicker. Um, I love and he, clicker. he did a quiz. He yeah. made a quiz for the class and he presented about evolution. And the class, honest to God, the way the class looked at him after that and his self-worth, wow. his view of himself through the roof. So that's kind of strength-based thing as well that positive yeah. psychology is about. It's about like not worrying too much about the deficits. You know, and I know in special needs, like for years, you're always trying to rectify and remedy. But positive psychology, when I started to study positive psychology, I was like, I'm not going to focus too much on the on the deficits, but like build on the strengths. strengths. Yeah. And it was really made a big difference, you know. One of the first videos that um at my college showed me when we were starting and, you know, to be teachers, there was a, I think it's Mr. Jennings or Mr. Mr. Jenner. It's a video, basically. It's on. I think it's on YouTube. If I can link it, I will. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'll just write that down so I don't forget. Mister. Yeah. I think it's Mister Jennings. But anyways, it was about this teacher, or it was about this little boy, and he constantly would tap at stuff, and the teacher anyway ends up giving him drumsticks, and then yeah. he he becomes wow. a very famous drummer, and it was just playing on his strengths like that. Like it was like something that was really annoying. I'm getting a little shudder now. Yeah, it was annoying, but for the class for him yeah. the teacher yeah. but the teacher actually played on it and actually said to him okay well you obviously have some rhythm there let's yeah. see if we can get some drumsticks into your um, hand yeah. and it's like that it was like be i think it was mr i think it was mr jennings so it's like be the yeah. mr jennings like that. be that teacher be that. you know yes. so yeah and again another thing about teacher well-being is like sense of fulfillment sense of meaning uh having an impact is really very very you know a real protective factor in teacher well-being mm -hmm. uh that's the why that's why we go into teaching yeah uh, so just to remember that like i sometimes say to teachers write down a little meaningful moment your mm -hmm. most meaningful moment of the day in your diary before yeah. you leave yeah uh, because if you don't you'll probably remember all the things you have to do and you know all the stuff that you know went wrong yeah but like it might be just a child saying something to you or you know something funny that gets said and or something that goes well mm. uh, that was really meaningful and um, write it down and read it every day because that's what will keep you going through the, the hard time and again you know um we don't go in it for the paperwork and the plans we go in it for that sense of meaning but as i said it got it gets a little bit squeezed out yeah. i think it was getting a bit squeezed out for me i had days where i thought oh my god i'm just bogged down with stuff that's a bit meaningless yeah. and i need to make sure what's meaningful for me tomorrow mm. it's meaningful for me to make sure i do my mindfulness to make sure I ch chat to that child about this or to make sure that I give that child a chance to talk or 
going through a tough time or you know whereas it's not as meaningful for me to make sure I get my maths book done Mm -hmm. even though that is a pressure you know that that's not going to be okay it'll be nice I'll be able to tick it off the the list but ultimately it's much more meaningful for me to do those things and again it's different for everybody but that lovely sense of satisfaction and fulfillment and I miss that now because I'm not teaching anymore I know and I do still still meet some of my former students um but like nothing compares to that you know from working in the bank Hayley do you yeah. know what I mean those little moments of yeah. meaning keep yeah. you going through the tough times so they keep do. a note of them write them down you know yeah I um I actually tried I'm trying to keep like all the little cards or things that I get and what I always find the most interesting is how students spell my surname like they have oh, yeah. no problem. I was looking at your surname there and I've heard you saying it a few times yeah. so I'm like, oh, I, I ha- they have no problem saying it it's generally teachers and principals that don't know how to say my name but students have no problem saying it but when it comes to actually physically writing it it's I, yeah. I get such a crack like and they, they'll write the nicest message and then they wrote like Myers cow or something <laughs> and it's just like oh like that's sweet yeah. isn't it but again well, there you go you're having like positivity I know yeah. we talked about positive psychology but positivity is a really big part of it yeah we can't be positive all the time but I'm sure again you know the ratio the three to one mm-hmm. where we need three times as much positivity as negativity mm-hmm. so to be aware of that in the class too particularly if you're going through a bad time that all those little moments mm. of that like hang notice them say with them hang on to them because mm-hmm. they they buffer us they keep us going you know but that, yeah. that is lovely all those moments like yeah it's really nice actually I'm back in the class now that I was with back in September and I remember on one of the cards that one of the girls wrote for me um it said uh you, you light up my morning because oh my I used God. to take them for more yeah and they they were like she wrote in the card oh I'm gonna be so sad and um, because you you really brought so much light to our mornings and I've had really nice things said to me as well like I worked in a school there for it's my second school placement and unfortunately they the class had something tragic happened to them in the previous academic year and there was um it was my last day actually and I remember sitting on the benches and the the teacher was teaching PE and that one of the people said to me oh do you know ever since you've come into the classroom like our, our it's lifted our class up completely and you know just little moments like that because I actually created a little sacred space for them in their classroom and it was just really it was just it was just a bit of mindfulness I know you know some people teach and educate together but I do think it's nice to have a space not that it's holy or anything like that but just a a mindfulness space where we can maybe light a candle or whatever it is and just have our intentions there and I think addressing that I always did at the start of my religion lessons and would say a prayer now obviously it depends on the ethos of the school but like that it was just taking that bit of you know worry that they had just for a split minute of the day and just constantly doing that every day because like obviously religion has to be taught every day um not that it always does but on school place and it happens every day um and like that I just yeah it was just a nice moment where I was like oh I really hope that I've made an impact yeah. there but it's those little little moments it mm. is the little moments like you know um I love that phrase every interaction is an intervention yeah. every time you stop and listen to a child or take time to check in with them and see how they are and how they're feeling and those little moments during the day where you do that whether it's your sacred space I always had a little well-being table in my class yeah so had my little um Tibetan bowl for the, for the mindfulness had a little diffuser 
um, we had books to do well-being. The kids would bring stuff in. Mm -hmm. So that was their little well-being space that we would use or, you know, talk about or, you know, use as a focus point. But it is really important to just formalise that and make sure that, as you said, even for such a very short period of time, they are making space, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for the kids to talk about how they feel. And I always say to teachers, like, we need to take the pressure off ourselves that we have to fix everything for the kids. Mm Somebody said to me once, God, if we start asking kids how they feel, God, they'll be like opening a, a can of worms. Yeah. And we can't, what, what are we supposed to do? I don't know what to do. And I yeah. was like, you don't have to know it and want to know what to do. Yeah. Like, you know yourself, if you're having a problem or a difficulty, if someone just asks you about it and listens to you, yeah. that actually is so healing. Yeah, problem shared is a problem hard. Just, yeah, just give them the opportunity to um, check in. They're not feeling great. That's okay. You know, that whatever, how they're feeling, they can let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have to fix it. And I think, no. you know, that's great pressure to take off you too. Totally. I think, particularly at the moment, a lot of kids have a lot of anxiety and stress. And teachers in a lot of my webinars are like, oh my God, they're, they're, you know, I feel I have to fix it. You don't. Mm-hmm. Your your presence and your care and the fact that they even said that to you, that you, you lighted up. Mm-hmm. You weren't you weren't fixing what that issue was. Yeah, I didn't even know there was. <laughs> she was teaching them English and math. Yeah. You know, that was so powerful. Yeah, or that they so, wanted to be in the classroom and they wanted to to learn. Yeah, that's so lovely. Yeah, that's so absolutely. Lovely. Um, so you're doing that very naturally, and I think a lot of teachers are very naturally kind of uh, tapping into the well-being of their kids. They don't realise that the small things are the big things. Yeah, and just to trust yourself, do you know? Totally. And treat yourself the same with the same way you know as you want to treat the kids. Mm-hmm. A bit of kindness goes a long way, doesn't it, for ourselves totally. as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say, Fiona, that falls under my question for about, I suppose, classroom tips, like putting well-being first and taking that pressure off to fix everything off your students. Is there any other classroom tips that you have, maybe if you want to share one or two? Um, I think focus on relationships is always the one, you know, when you focus on relationships and spend the time getting yeah. to know the kids and once they know that they can talk to you. And again, OK, it might mean that, you know, you might have to spend a little bit more time dealing like, you know, you'd have those days where something happens on yard and you, you feel really frustrated because you had to spend ages sorting it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but to realise that that is part of it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That, that that time is never, you know, that's time very well spent. Mm. So when you focus on relationships and that care and connection, everything else kind of flows much more smoothly from that, you know? Yeah, I think we could do a whole episode on how to deal with stuff on the yard because that was one big Something shock to me. Something I don't miss now, I haven't said it. Yeah, well, it was one big shock to me when I started subbing. Like, college isn't... Yeah, I used to actually say to my now, I know once they're in third or fourth class, I used to always say, um, if they came in with tails, I'd be like, go over there and chat about it first. And like, I trust you that you actually have all the skills you need to sort that out. And I mean, we would have been doing a lot of well-being stuff and conflict resolution and so on. Mm. So I'd be like, go over there and, you know, spend a bit of time trying to figure it out yourself. And I'll be so proud of you because I do feel that you will actually be able to, if you use your empathy and you, mm. you listen and all those things. Um, and, and nine times out of ten, because you would give them that kind of belief and that kind of sense of pride, mm. they would come back and they'd say, you know what, we did work it out yeah, ourselves. Yeah, sorry, yeah. So, you know, rather than because the attention as well, they want sometimes mm. just coming up and, you know, get, telling the tales or whatever. But totally. I think that's a good you have to, you know, sometimes you feel, oh, gosh, you know, here's another thing. But it is all down to the, you know, the curriculum is one thing, but then the relationships underpin everything and, you know, even if something has to go off your subjects for that day, 
it's worth it you know yeah. to spend the time doing those things you know take that pressure off ourselves yeah I think that's a great advice Fiona is there any resource in your classroom that you can't live without I used to love um I was thinking of you were saying it I used to love my little mini whiteboards yeah I love them I like Perhaps. I was obsessed with them I used yeah. to buy them you know they used to get the little set one each yeah and their whiteboard markers and then sometimes as a treat like they'd be allowed to use the colored whiteboard markers mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, the the use I got out of those was just Brilliant. incredible for everything yeah. and huge. the big thing was like not too much correcting because yeah. you just rub it all out they, no, so they do some maths they rub it out you can take pictures of it as well sometimes mm-hmm. for assessment and so on you know and they can uh, hold it up storms they can hold up for answers so you kind of hold up the answers there, yeah. early finishers do stuff on your whiteboard so you're not kind of getting loads of uh um, you know paper Ages, you know yeah. wasting paper and so on mm-hmm. um you know and then sometimes the, as a treat they'd be they'd be allowed to draw on their whiteboards like can you draw pictures on my you know what I mean they yeah. just love them yeah. so yeah I know it's kind of low tech yeah no, it's I, a nice I, it's one great investment to have. absolutely is there any uh teaching moment that you can think of that was absolutely hilarious that stands with you um <laughs> oh god so many Haley. like the I'd things that kids so. do, you know yourself the things yeah. kids say to you like keep you going I was very lucky I did have an SNA in my room so you know those moments where a child says something and you can't really react and you just look and at the SNA just catch the eye of the SNA <laughs> and like we'll talk about this later yeah but um oh it was a few years ago and I'm just thinking of one and I was actually just starting off on my journey of starting to give the talks about mm-hmm. well-being and I was quite I was quite nervous about it yeah again it wasn't something I was planning yeah and I was chatting to the kids, getting their opinions about well-being, because I was presenting that night. I was going up to Trincondra Education Centre, and I was getting their opinion. And I said, guys, like, I'm going in tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm going in, I'm going to be talking to loads of teachers about all this stuff. And I'm quite nervous. And uh, they were so funny. Like, one little girl so said, why are you nervous? Stop being so nervous. <laughs> if that was us now, you'd be saying to us this, that and the other. Um, just think just imagine it's us just imagine that you're talking to us and everything's Aww. brand and then this other little fellow Matthew says and look what's the worst as you say to us what's the worst that could happen like it was the tables to completely change yeah it's like what's the worst that could happen come on now Ms. Foreman what's the worst that could happen and he says and look even if the worst does happen and it goes terrible and you make it show yourself and it's all awful she can always change her name and move to Australia don't you ever know <laughs> Oh, I love Thank that. you so much, Matthew. That's a real vote of confidence now. If you don't see me tomorrow, you'll know where I am. Aww. Well, I have to say, before I stood up that night mm-hmm. in front of the team, I was thinking of the kids. So I was thinking, okay, <laughs> I'll change my name and move to Australia if I need to. Yeah. Well, you're so, yeah. I love the that. things they say, you know. Yeah. No, I laugh and just pop into my mind when I'm about to do something new. His little mantra. I'm like, yeah. okay if the worst comes the worst that's what's happening yeah like so many just come to mind that you know or so many happen when you're in the classroom and you actually really can't believe what they're saying like it's just and some of the questions that you get are so innocent too so like they're it's really is lovely isn't it oh it's so cute it is so cute and again i miss that so much you know yeah i'd say Um, so we had a a friend of mine was teaching beside me and we kind of had a kind of a like a little kind of feud for for a mock feud for a few uh weeks you know our classes would be competing with things like that and they'd love us like we'd go in and we'd put a you know a note on our desk or we'd you know even take some of the stuff and they took like but it did escalate and at one point we had to say okay we need to stop now yeah. they're taking it too far you know but all the bits of fun and the laugh like they want they will keep you going that's that's yeah. actually what kids will remember mm-hmm. as well 
Yeah. So they won't the, remember the lovely, you know, lesson you did on English, but they'll no, remember, they'll remember the, the laugh yeah. or they'll remember, you know, Feeling the mindfulness good. or the, the nice stuff you did or how you helped them uh, when they were worried, stuff like that, you know. Totally. So like yeah. that's what well being is really, you know, mind, yeah. mind I love the idea we mind ourselves so we can mind each other. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's what we kind of have to do. Yeah, so, actually. Yeah. Fiona you've shared so many lovely quotes throughout this I feel so inspired to just get loads of quotes from my classroom now but is there any quotes is there, is there quotes any... everywhere in my class do you know what I, another thing I used to do actually now talking about quotes I got the kids to as homework very you know early in the year I'd get them to go home and pick four or five quotes that they really liked talking yeah. to their parents as well yeah and they'd come in the next day they just write them you know they'd have them written yeah. and then I would get them to make a poster on oh, the, the um, so that each child would make four or five like A4 posters on coloured paper oh. and then every day I'd pull one out so oh, the quote nice. of the day wasn't my quote it was one of the kids oh I love that so like, oh, here's so Hayley's nice. quote and Hayley said this you'd come up and you'd read it and you'd say why you picked that quote and then we'd put it up on the little poster and that's oral so, language yeah. development as well yes yeah, but it was very personal as well yeah and public speaking public speaking and some of them wrote their own quotes they were like you know we're writing our own quotes now <laughs> again small things do you know what I mean yeah and that was that was I we would always like if I'd forget the child would always come up and say whenever did I quote of the day yeah. like we started they the day remember. now we haven't done our quote of the day yeah. <laughs> I'm like okay give me a minute to sit down especially if you have a visual timetable on the board they hold you accountable it's like um oh, Miss yeah. Myers go why aren't we doing music now it's like uh <laughs> Because life is taking over. Yeah, here. <laughs> absolutely. But is there any particular quote that comes to mind that when people ask you, like, oh, do you have a favourite quote? I have so many, oh my God. And even when you were, I was thinking about giving you one, I was like, I had about four or five and I was like, oh no, I need to change to this one. Mm-hmm. But I love the Maya Angelou one. Um, people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget the way you made them feel. Aww. I love that because I think that was what well-being is how we make each other feel yeah and if you want to know like how to <laughs> I would say that to the kids as well you know how you make other people feel says a lot about you mm. um and, like, we have such... the way you'd like to be treated exactly I'm like mm. we have such an opportunity as teachers to uh you know and again we talk about the culture how people are treated mm-hmm. people being treated well is really the foundation for well-being you know absolutely um, and you know I just love that particular one especially as teachers because we're saying so much we're doing so much but how are we how are the kids feeling as well is important you know absolutely so. yeah I think um I think that's a lovely quote actually that you shared there what's um, your favorite one Hayley oh I've heard your favorite one recently which I loved haven't come this yeah. far only to come so far yeah that was um on my uh my blog post with Rahu um I just think like you know things are only it might time as a student teacher wasn't an easy one to get to so and you know anyone that's coming and following me and listening in on the podcast now like I have had a rocky journey up until this point you know I was working well I lived in Canada which was I was living my my best life over there and then I came home and I was working in the bank and absolutely hated it I hate the commute into town I was just I was trying to get on a bus trying to get in on time the commute in and out you didn't know what time you'd finish work at it was just it was way too much pressure and you know on top of all that we went to a global pandemic I didn't get into Hibernia College the first time I applied and 
you know, I went and got grinds and I really studied hard and then I got in again and then things kind of took off for me, you know, my Instagram page kind of took off. I said I had my Instagram page about a month after I moved home from Toronto. I was um documenting you know me studying going for it and then I obviously was very transparent I didn't get it and um, but then you know I got elected as student rep for my cohort along with Kira and um, there's two of us because there's like 500 students in our cohort so you know there's that I was you know setting up Kirkle Coras um you know it's just yeah it's just all kind of kicked off and I suppose I've never been happier and I'm really happy I can say that because I know people are in jobs where they are miserable and what I can say is that you know, you need to, you need to believe and manifest that you will, you will get to where you want to be. And I really, you know, fully, um, I'm passionate about that because I do think like, which particularly in the classroom, I want students to know that they will set, if they set their mind to something, they will get there and they may not get the points in their leave insert like I didn't, or they may not get into the course that they wanted because I didn't, do you know? And it's just so that, you know, you can resonate with that because it, my journey's been far from perfect and a lot of people go this route so yeah I suppose you asked me what was my quote uh oh yeah that one with Rahu um um I don't know I suppose process over product um that's one that I actually put in one of my essays when I was studying about the foundations of education I think you know having a good process um and working on the process so much better than the actual product itself because I mean what is the product especially in terms of teaching like you know every day like that your list is always going to be there's always something else to do so it's just working on the process Mm -hmm. and And, you know, progress over perfection is a, is a nice one that just reminded me of that when you were saying it. Yeah. Like every day you are making progress. We yeah. always are, but we don't always see it because it can be so small in teaching. Yeah. Tiniest, tiniest little ones. Yeah. But when we're kind of hung up on perfection, we're never going to get that and then we're going to be judging ourselves. But look at the little bits of progress that we're and the kids are making every day. And as you said, it's about the process. Yeah. Like, you know, they might all do art. Some might look amazing, some mightn't, but what the kids got out of doing that art lesson in terms of, you know, their emotional mm-hmm. development, their social chatting to their friends, Fine motor you know, their, their, a bit of creativity, like mm-hmm. that's the process in action. What it looks like is not, isn't relevant, but unfortunately our world has become so appearance based that we do sometimes forget that, you know, so I love that quote. Yeah, actually, um, I am really passionate about that. Uh, just when you mentioned creativity and like, you know, how can we ever find, how can like, how can the world ever get better you know we're we're training the next generation and you can't put a cap or a limit on creativity and sir ken i think it's sir ken robinson he talks yeah. about this in his ted talk and again yeah. i've quoted him in one of my essays yeah. and i am so um interested in that because it's so true like will we ever have you know cars that'll fly if people don't think outside the box and try something new you know? And another part of that, which is so important, and it goes back to, I know we could be talking forever about this, but, you know, when kids are saying they can't do it and they're not doing well, yeah. like failure, like normalising failure and seeing failure as good, yeah. you know, um, is really part of the classroom experience. Totally. You know, the idea that, you know what, you know, if you fail, at least you're trying, you yeah, know, and absolutely. it's not about getting it right the first time. Mm. What I'm what I'm what I'm valuing is the fact that you're trying, that you're going again, that you're gonna try a different way of doing it now, yeah. and that you're not going to give up and that failure is a sign that you are learning. You know, failures are stepping stones to success and so on. That is very much growth mindset. Yeah. But that is true. That's what creativity because if you're if children become afraid then 
that cre- their creativity is going to be judged or it doesn't look that good that's when they can start shutting down when they get older and they won't do any work um, for you and like they have help. such great yeah. imaginations and such great belief and it is sometimes I think it's just get out, get out of their way they you know I think people naturally have that that inclination to to bloom and to to, to thrive uh, children do we all do it's part of our, our human you know it's part of being a human and you know just to make sure we don't we don't limit it you know yeah, in any way or absolutely. you know to be, just make sure we let that process unfold I think as yeah. a teacher it's like we're letting it all unfold yeah. and it can be very messy and it can look strange you know and it can not look like the way you imagined it yeah I but think- trusting that process of unfolding and of creativity is um, and so this, 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 this is what education is about I think you know yeah absolutely Fiona I think um I yeah like I said earlier in this episode I will have put a questions box slash tell me about your teacher well-being and what you do for teacher well-being and we can always record another episode if people have any other burning questions because I'm a chatterbox <laughs> I can just talk and talk and I am so interested <laughs> in this area um but is there any questions that you'd like to ask me just before we finish off this episode um, I think I was going to say to you, what is your own favourite self-care practice? Because you're doing so much. Yeah. And you probably are doing a lot of stuff, like, you know, subconsciously to keep your well-being going. And it's sometimes just about stopping and realising, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to make sure I'm doing that. But you were already saying that you schedule stuff in. Mm. But what would be your favourite one? Not to, like, what's the one thing that you're like, well, I don't do this. Yeah. I just don't feel great. Like, what is that thing? Um. I well I like to go and get a butler's now not every day because that's just madness and it'll take the good out of it but I do enjoy going maybe once or twice a week to get a coffee um I love having my Friday evenings and my Saturdays free I love my keep my weekends free to be honest with you I'm quite on the go 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 um Monday to Friday but weekends I don't really do a whole lot unless I have a face-to-face day and like that after I'll go off and I, like I love to hang out with my boyfriend and we love to you know get a takeaway and out with restrictions after lifting um I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself I I, I want to go out and <laughs> enjoy <afraid>. myself yeah <laughs> I can't remember how to go out yeah like I'll have to come start back. Come back, Haley. <laughs> yeah like putting tan on and you know thinking worrying about what's gonna happen at the weekend like just getting you know outfits and I love going shopping as well it's something that I really enjoy doing um yeah, I love to sometimes sit down and watch YouTube. I love watching Cara and Nate. They are a couple from Nashville, uh, Tennessee, and they've basically traveled the world. They travel to 100 countries, but when lockdown happened, they bought a van and they're trying to travel yeah. to 50 states. And I also love watching Flying the Nest. They're um, an Australian couple, Stephen and Jess. And um, yeah, again, like that, they travel and they also have a daughter now called Hunter. And yeah, I just enjoy watching their videos. Yeah. Um, I love hearing that because even the fact if you put, listen to yourself saying how many times you say I love mm-hmm. I love I love I love yeah. and like you can see it in your face when you're talking that your face is like nope that you have yeah. a lot of things in your life that you love doing yeah. and that is really what well-being is about that you're aware of what they are and you're prioritising mm-hmm. them and I'll, as I say to people it's not like doing one big thing mm-hmm. you know every month it's about doing a few little small things every yeah. day oh, and yeah. if you actually don't do them every day the weekend is nearly too late to do them so I, yeah. have your coffees <laughs> have your I also I love calling my friends I love yeah. I am I I would talk all day like I'd actually get work done while I'm chatting to my friends on the phone just talking all my thoughts through like my friend Claudia Miss Sea on Instagram um like she's literally been my rock through this whole you know yeah. experience as a student teacher the two of us are both doing Hibernia together and 
we bounce off each other we pick each other out of the hole as we say like don't be getting into the hole like come on now get out of the hole and we just we're there for each other and like it's really nice um to have such great friends and yeah that's yeah. it really and it's awareness yeah. as you're talking what i'm saying is just a huge high level of awareness yeah of what actually makes you tick keeps you energized keeps you going yeah even and that this- is the starting point know what they are and commit to them every day militant i just say to teachers be militant mm. about your well-being because life will take over life get busy um, and if you're if, as i said if, if you know if you're not going to be militant and make sure no mm-hmm. you know be aware of what what makes you happy and and do it yeah totally. um, and you're you're doing that like so it's I, great. I, I also love doing this podcast as well like i know there is a bit of administrative work like getting it up and getting it live and putting it up on instagram and that but I do love having these conversations and I do take away something from every conversation that I have. And what I'd say to people is if they are listening in and they're, you know, in education and they're in line with, you know, what this podcast is all about, I I feel like it doesn't matter if you're at the start, you're only starting your bachelor of education or you're starting your pme like i would love to have people on this podcast i think there's a voice for everyone it doesn't matter like you said fiona do you remember you were saying there was an nqt and the other you know the same school as you and you went into them and you know it's we're all learning and we're all all trying to and we can all learn from each other and that's you know the main thing that's the great thing about teaching too it is like great sense of camaraderie and helping mm. each other out and like holding on to that is so so important too yeah. um but Absolutely. yeah the podcast is such a brilliant idea it's a fair play to you for doing it you know with everything so. else you're doing i'm in awe of you <laughs> i must get a few organizational tips from you now that's what oh, i need oh yeah like i'm that person that has like 50 tabs open but i uh <laughs> i don't know i somehow make it work <laughs> um fiona where can listeners find you um like i know you mentioned something about your your webinars and i know about your weaving well-being program like i would love to hear more all about that um but maybe we can save that for another episode um and yeah if you'd just like to finish off the podcast i just want to say thanks so much for being on thanks so much you know i'm on instagram anyway fiona Foreman well-being on twitter and I do a lot of work with the the education centres are brilliant, you know, and I, th- I think student teachers, are, are, you, are you okay for uh, going on to the webinars on education centres, I think? Uh, they wouldn't really be advertised to us as much, oh, yeah, but um, I, I, know. I was only on the one there recently with yeah. Nicole, um, but that was because she oh, advertised. Also, you are allowed to go on to them is what I mean, you know, you uh, don't have to be. No, I think I can. I think yeah, I can. yeah, because there's so many out there, do yeah. you know, they're, the education centres are brilliant. So I do a huge amount with the education centres um, mm-hmm. on wellbeing, obviously every topic under the sun, uh, wellbeing. Yeah. So um, if teachers are interested, uh, there's loads, not just me, like loads of people out there talking about it. So yeah. just say avail of that to people, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Keep up your own great work, Hayley. And uh, thanks so much for the opportunity. Really, really enjoyed it. We can talk all night. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Fiona. Thanks a million, Hayley.